I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Pin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to PinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word Sid. 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. We saved America from yet another horrific Biden betrayal. I don't think he knows what the hell he's doing anyway, so... I always say, by the people that surround him, or by, sometimes I'll interchange, I'll say, by Barack Hussein Obama. Barack Hussein. But every time I say that, the fake news, oh, that's a lot of fake news back there. The fake news. Every time I say it, any time I want to be, have a little fun, Governor, we have fun sometimes, even though the country's going to hell, we have to have a little bit of fun. But every time I interchange Barack Hussein Obama, remember Rush Limbaugh, he'd go, Barack Hussein Obama, I wonder what he was getting at. But every time I do interchanging, we do a little interchanging, they say, he doesn't know who the president is, he thinks it's... Barack Obama, I say, no, no, but I think Barack Obama has a lot to do with running the country right now, and we can't let that happen. He has a lot to do with it. This is the uh, new Rolling Stones song, yes? Name of this song again, Angry or something. Or... Yeah, it's pretty good. Arthur Idala loves this song. I think he masturbates to this song. I really do. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be uh, enjoy listening to this from now on. <laughs> yeah, I guess I ruined it for you. Sorry. Well, get ready for um, spring training, folks. The football season is over, and the Chiefs have won it again. Unless you're... You know, a lot of folks in this country, they're like all football all the time. They... They actually watch grown men in shorts jumping up and down at the Combine in Indianapolis. I mean, that's when you're a real tard. I'm sorry. The draft uh, is important in New York because the Jets and Giants both suck the big one. The Giants pick number six, and the Jets pick number ten. But uh, of this other stuff that you people watch, I mean, what's wrong with you? So The Knicks are still very good. The Rangers are still very good. When we got spring training, the Yankees should win the American League pennant. They should. Picking up a whole bunch of good players this year, including Soto, which is amazing. And I don't know about the Mets. The Mets, they did nothing. Steve Cohen did nothing. This He's building a casino. That's all I know. Great. Who the hell's going to pit, Steve? So all that is uh, very, very important. Much more important than Russia-Ukraine, if you ask me. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, my next guest is uh, just tremendous. The numbers prove it. People love it when he's on, as do I. And I was fortunate enough and honored to be on his great podcast, War Room 
live from Israel a couple of weeks ago. He's my dear friend Steve Bannon. Steve, let's start with this. Uh, our friend Trump there in South Carolina this weekend was, um, he wasn't even intimating. He was saying that he believes Barack Obama is still running this country. And I've said that for months, if not years. You agree with that? I think uh, the Obama clique has a lot to do with, uh, you know, what's happening with uh, with Joe Biden. Right. It made the policies of uh, of Obama uh, still roll through this uh, administration, including, I think, not backing, uh, not backing Israel. And this is coming to a head with uh, what's happened overnight um, with the uh, Biden regime. So, no, I think I think Obama's have a uh, have a lot to do with what's going on. And I quite frankly think they're the puppet masters and back of Biden and they consider it their third term. Wow. OK, I, I agree with that. But you said. It's about to come to a head with what happened in Israel overnight. You know, a friend of mine put up a great, great little saying on Instagram this morning, and it said that, um, you know, uh, Joe Biden told Israel don't go into Rafa, and Israel didn't listen to Joe Biden, and they went into Rafa, and they saved two hostages. Now that is an epping touchdown, playing, of course, what the Super Bowl yesterday. So Israel goes in against United States wishes, and they save two hostages. Is that what you're alluding to about last night? No, no, no. I'm talking about airstrikes, and, you know, they're preparing for a ground offensive. I think the Israelis have been very straightforward. They've got to take care of the Muslim Brotherhood uh, franchisee in uh, in Gaza, which is Hamas, and I think they've been very straightforward at what they have to do. And Rafa is, you know, they're going to clear it out in the south. Uh, they said it was all all of Gaza, not just the north. I think they've been very straightforward. I think they've really thought this through. I think the hostages were kind of a, a, a preamble to this, but they've had airstrikes overnight, and I think they're getting ready for the ground offensive today or tomorrow. And Biden, I think the Biden administration has told them we don't support that. And I think they've you know, if you listen to some, I think, smartest commentators in Israel and observers and people here in the United States that support Israel, uh, they're saying the Biden administration is basically saying you can't do it. So I think this thing's coming to a, a, a crisis yeah. between this yeah. U.S. administration and what the Israelis have said from the beginning they're going to do. I think it's already there. I mean, don't forget, Biden is on record, Steve, a week and a half ago calling Netanyahu, quote, a bad effing guy. He actually cursed. Uh, we know, of course... That, um, again, Biden told the Israelis, don't go into Rafa. They did, and uh, they got these hostages out. You know, we know that this uh, traitor, as Mark Levin calls him, and I agree, the Secretary of State Blinken was just in Ramallah with the leader of Palestine, Habas, who to me is as bad as it gets. And those two are trying to work out a solution for a two-state solution, which is the last thing I want Israelis want or Netanyahu. So when you say coming to one head, I think it's already there. The question is, when it gets to that proverbial head, what happens? Well, I think it, it, then it's going to decide what the American people, if they have Israel's back or not. That's why I think President Trump and the return of President Trump is so important. I don't think anybody, any president, including President Reagan, did more, or Bush did more for the support of, uh, of Israel as our ally in the Middle East than President Trump. Not just the Abraham Accords, but moving the uh, embassy to Jerusalem, which was a big, you know, big deal for us. We actually wanted to do it earlier in the administration or his first term. So I think people – this is going to come down to the American people, the American people. And folks, I don't understand the Democratic Party. I think Biden will be the last Democratic president, the last guy, last Democrat uh, 
uh, actually he's not president. It's just a regime. <laughs> but he'll be the last Democrat to win the Democrat presidential nomination that I think supports a free and independent Israel. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Bruno, he's your numero uno. You know what's really frustrating, though, Steve? And you're right. You talked about uh, Jerusalem. Let's also remember he recognized the Golan Heights as a part of Israel. And, and maybe most importantly, which Obama did and uh, Biden did as well, he stopped delivering pallets of cash overnight to the Palestinians, folks. Yes, the Palestinians who gave it to Hamas with no problem. So let's uh, slow down with innocent Palestinians. But, but he did all that, Trump. But I was at an event on Saturday night. I know you know about this, Steve. I was honored by the Fifth Avenue Synagogue. And actually, the U.N. ambassador to Israel, Gilad Erdan, presented me with the very coveted and prestigious Guardian of Israel Award. And this is a shul in, the up, you know, in, the, in Fifth Avenue in, in New York City, all very wealthy, influential Jewish people. And at one point, I talked about the map, flying home from Israel two weeks ago. I said, Israel's a little speck, Steve. And it's surrounded by about seven Arab countries that want to kill us. Then I made my way towards Europe. France, they don't like us. Germany, they don't like us. The U.K., they don't like us. Thank God I made my way towards Kennedy Airport because America loves us. And then I realized we don't love them either. And some Jewish guy, I said, you tell me in the audience, you think America loves us? And some guy said, yes. And I had to explain to him that how could you possibly love Israel and fund Iran at the same time? Why am I still explaining that, Mr. Bannon, to Jews and Americans overall? Because I think people want to look the other way. They want to bury their heads in the sand. The other thing, too, even for the Israelis, I think it's been too, there hasn't been enough discussion in facing reality. This is about Sharia supremacism. And for those who say, well, why are you back in Israel? Because Israel is basically the Judeo-Christian West in the Middle East. And the Sharia supremacists have every intention of coming here. And what we've let through the southern border, we're, I think we're about to get hit. You know, President Trump, we had no terrorist attacks in President Trump's first term. And the reason is we had, we had the travel ban right at the beginning. And President Trump got DHS in there. Not a guy like New Yorkers that got DHS in the Oval Office. And every day he focused on making sure America was safe. People have put their head in the sands about this, including a lot of Israel, a lot of Israel's political leaders. Thinking this is the PLA. It's not a sec- this is not a secular thing. This is Sharia supremacism. They want to drive Israel into the sea. They want to take over the Holy Land from the Christians. And then they'll deal – they've already invaded Europe. Europe's going to collapse because of this. They, they, you know, all the European globalists are talking about Russia. They should worry about the invasion they've already allowed uh, in Europe, which will bring Europe to a collapse in 10 years. And the United States, the United States is their target, the great Satan. And so, yeah, we allow Persia to get money. We're funding both sides of this over the weekend in the Senate. You have this huge debate. It takes up Super Bowl Sunday. They never work over the weekend. We're going to have J.D. Vance on the show today to talk about this. One of the things, part, part of this bill is humanitarian aid to um, 
to the, to Hamas. Gaza, yeah. More, 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 more humanitarian aid. And, and Mike Lee and, uh, and Ted Cruz and Tom Cotton and these guys couldn't be clearer. It, since Hamas controls Gaza, when you ship the humanitarian aid in, it doesn't go for humanitarian purposes. Duh, right. It goes to basically fund the other side of it. So we're on every side of this trade yep. in the Middle East, but we're not looking at reality. And reality is this is a Sharia supremacist movement, and we've got to face that. Steve, great job. I want to put you on hold for a second. When we get back, okay, Trump said a couple of things this weekend, and the media is seizing on it. So we talk about why people in this country feel what they do about Donald Trump. It's because they watch MSNBC or they watch CNN, and instead of getting to know the facts, they remain ignorant, in some cases stupid, because of what they see on TV or read in the papers. Trump quotes from over the weekend. We look at those with the great Steve Bannon. On sitting friends in the morning. Keep it right here. I'm in a desperate state. I'm not angry with you. Don't just fit in my face. The work that that doorway, the teeth and the claw. My mouth gets sore. I can't take any If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WADC. One thing about the Charlottesville that, that, that I ranted about. Yes. And I was wrong about the both sides thing. No, because he said the, the both sides, you know, there's good people on both sides. And when you see the full quote, yeah, yeah, it, that wasn't what, what he said. And, 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 you know, I, I ranted on him hard for that. Mm-hmm. Hard. There's some video about it, whatever. I mean, I ranted hard because I was like, what are you hard. talking about, man? Classic doors, love me two times. Happy birthday to the late, great Ray Manzarek, who was such a huge part of the band there with Jim Morrison, Ray Manzarek. Not celebrating a birthday today because he's dead, but we celebrate the doors. And that was actor Michael Rappaport, who has made a living the last couple of years of crapping all over my friend Donald Trump. But even he said in a podcast a few days ago, I was wrong. I think my wife and daughter just had words about this, and I've said this for years. Because the media only plays Donald Trump saying there were nice folks on both sides. They cut out the next part where Donald Trump says very loudly, except the Nazis. But they don't play that part. Jake Tapper even came to his rescue once of all people. But that's part of the problem here, Steve Bannon, 
is that they don't play the whole damn quote. And if you play half a quote from anybody, anyone can look bad, yes? Oh, it's no doubt. I mean, they've always thoughtfully edited President Trump. He saw it this weekend. When he, anytime he, says, he talks about NATO, right? Anytime he talks about NATO or talks about the southern border and the invasion of this country, they always want to clip it to put in the worst perspective or the deportations that have to come. They always want to put it in the into the worst uh, into the worst element. But you know, people got to grow up. The people watch MSNBC watch MSNBC for a reason. Right. The people that watch CNN watch CNN for a reason. And I think you're seeing an undertow uh, in the black community, the Hispanic community, particularly black men, Hispanic men. They've just had a belly full of it. And as soon as they get access and just start listening to President Trump, things change. And I think that's why he's leading this uh, leading in all these polls across the board. He's actually going to be, I believe, in court today for the hearing for the classified documents. You know, look, at the end of the day, Steve. I get frustrated. I'll be honest with you. Seeing all these reports, 86% of Americans think Joe Biden is too old. I don't think he's too old. I think he's too crooked. I think he's run a criminal enterprise, him, his brother, his son, for many years. There's no way a guy who's been in the Senate should be living in a $9 million mansion in Delaware. That's the bottom line. On top of that, the way he treats Israel. I mean, this guy is the worst president ever. Domestic issues economy, it's a mess. And all we're doing since the special counsel came out is talking about his age. It's almost like, even though that hurt him, that hurt him badly, right, Steve? But it's almost like now he becomes a sympathetic figure. I'm not okay with that. You know what I mean? I don't know if people, with everything happening in the world, I don't know if people take it sympathetically. And even the Democrats, remember, the ones who want to get rid of him the most are the ones that put him in here and stole the 2020 election. They understand. They're saying, oh, he only agreed to one term. What is he doing? Look at Bill Maher. Look at the left. They're in full meltdown, complete and full meltdown. That's why the Obama apparatus has continued to push, you know, Michelle Obama. But, hey, they brought him in, stole the election. As I say, elections have consequences. Stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. Now, the big thing today, they're going to file the Supreme Court uh, on this immunity thing of Jack, crazy Jack Smith. Then tomorrow, behind closed doors, there's sworn deposition testimony in the impeachment hearing on Biden from Tony Bobulinski, who's an eyewitness, an eyewitness to uh, Biden's dealings with the Chinese Communist Party. So this thing's heating up. There's yeah. a lot going on behind the scenes, and people Good. should know that. But the, the people that want to get rid of Biden the worst are the same people, yeah. are the most, are the same people that put him in and used him as a prop to steal the 2020 election. I agree. Tony Bobulinski, of course, became famous with Tucker Carlson. That was after my friend Miranda Devine at the New York Post broke the story. But you know what also frustrates me? I mean, everything does at this point, Steve. But, you know, Trump has been criminally charged with these documents, and Biden's not. Now, people say, well, there was obstruction of justice with Trump, and, well, they told him to return those things, and he wouldn't do it. That's all nonsense. At the end of the day, how can you possibly charge one without the other? And by the way, by the way, Trump has a great defense. He was president. He can declassify anything. Biden, vice president, can't. Why is it okay to to uh, to put Trump in court and not Biden? Explain that to me. Well, it's not. I mean, in 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 hers, uh, you know, hers uh, uh, filing, he said that he he willfully retained. And disclose classified information. The only reason it's not going forward is this kind of cover that he's an elderly man who would be sympathetic. Yeah, but hold on a second. But he also said, 
before he said elderly man, he said he willfully had them, and he also said, you remember this part, he put, our, yep. he put our national security at risk. How is that not a crime? It's definitely a crime. He knew, I think her knew that Garland, under no circumstances, would ever file charges against, uh, against Biden. And that's why he, put, that's why he made the, uh, the report so damning. The report's not, I tell you, the report is an indictment. It's, a, it's incumbent upon us to drive this forward and use our platforms. That's what Miranda Devine's piece in the New York Post today is fantastic about, to, to, uh, about Bob Alinsky. Yeah. And she continues to keep that in front. That, that's going to be a major uh, deposition tomorrow. But it's incumbent upon us with platforms to continue to drive this because her gave us an indictment. What you have to do is drive it home to the American people. Let me ask you this. If Barack and the Democrats can't convince Michelle to run, because she's kind of wobbly, right? No one else can beat Donald. Newsom can't beat him. Harris can't beat him. Remember the days he used to joke around about Pete Buttigieg or Bernie Sanders? Point is, nobody can beat him. So if they are doing all this in a concerted effort, let's say, one big effort to make sure Biden doesn't run again, if Michelle doesn't run, what do they got? They're desperate, but remember what they're thinking about is down ticket now. They're worried about they're worried about us picking another ten seats up in the House, flipping the Senate with four or five seats, one of a bunch of governorships in these state legislatures. You know, you're worried about the New York. You know, New York. We could actually pick up a couple of seats in New York, no matter how much they're trying to jerry rig uh, New York, which I think Albany's. You know, it's probably the most corrupt state capital in the union. So I think they're panicked. And they want to find a replacement. They have no, no mechanism to do that. He's dug in right now, and I think that's why they're panicking because they realize this could be a sweep. This could be a 19th if we get focused and have President Trump's back and stop all the nonsense and everybody come together, stop all this phony primary stuff, these phony debates, get the big donors and back of Trump, right. and stop these fantasies of getting rid of him. We can have a 1932 type realignment here. I, I hope mean, so. It's right in front of us. I heard the it's same right thing. Uh, I heard the same thing about 2022. It turned out to be a complete disaster. Jesse Waters was talking about 55, 54, and it was nothing like that. But you're right. Nikki Haley needs to bow out, get Trump all that donor but, money, but, and hold, hold, but Sid, Sid, go back. To, the difference between us picking up the seats we picked and another 25 seats came down to a lot of times a thousand votes in a district. That's true. That that was one we just didn't deliver at the yeah. very end. And hey. People got to worry about this Taylor Swift thing. It's not, not, a, not a fantasy. Remember, in 22, it was Gates that said that what you're seeing is on TikTok, you're seeing these young women about the abortion issue, about Dobbs, and they're motivated and they're organized. And, you know, TikTok's a platform of the Chinese Communist Party, but they were organized. Matt Gates in July and August of 22 warned about that. And if you go back and look at the voting, that's exactly what happened. And that's why this Taylor Swift thing is not, so, is not a joke. People are kidding around a joke. You know, Biden's in back of it, but it, it's quite serious. Well, it's so serious that our friend actually went to Truth Social last night, and he said this, I signed and was responsible for the Music Modernization Act for Taylor Swift and all other musical artists. Joe Biden didn't do anything for Taylor and never will. There's no way she could endorse crooked Joe Biden, the worst and most corrupt president in the history of our country, and be disloyal to the man who made her so much money. And then he goes on to talk about how he likes her boyfriend, Travis, but that's what you're talking about, right? A hundred percent. This thing has been too. I, I'm not saying that the NFL plotted this or that the media plotted this, but look, there are no coincidences. And she's a very powerful look. On, on Saturday, we had a live crew down at that amazing uh, rally 
at uh, Coastal Carolina, tens of thousands of young people all supporting President Trump. Coming out of we asked so most of them were from New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, and Connecticut, down there to the Southern College. It was incredible. Support for President Trump. But the young women, I had my correspondent ask specifically about Tara Swift, to a person, they said she's quite powerful. Yep. And if she came out and endorsed, it would be a very powerful endorsement for those young girls that follow her. Agreed. So it's, it's an issue. No, listen, she's got girls wearing football jerseys, Steve. That's all you need to know. And then the last 60 seconds, you were on a couple of weeks ago talking about Lloyd Austin when he was able to hide from everybody, the president. The whole cabinet didn't know that our secretary of defense, in a, in a world where it's on fire, we're fighting everywhere, the Americans and the Israelis, and the secretary of defense disappears for two weeks to a hospital. Now he's back in the hospital. I know Kathleen Hicks, his deputy, is looking over things today, but this seems to be a pretty serious issue. Now, this time he did tell everybody that's a good step, I guess. But on a serious note, how could Lloyd Austin do his job? He can't do his job. And remember, Sid, right before Christmas, we had Lloyd Austin for four or five days off the radar. Nobody knew where he was. And a guy that clearly is laid out in a government document. That's her report is an official government document that has dementia. It has dementia. So that's what that's what those are the two figures in the National Command Authority about nuclear weapons, Lloyd Austin and, uh, and Biden. People should people should think about that because Biden's dementia is not getting any better. No. Lloyd Austin ought to resign immediately. Agreed. Who's on the war room today besides um, uh, who just mentioned on there? Somebody big, actually. We have J.D. Vance kicking right. off about this fiasco in the Senate. We're going to have J.D. on for about a half hour. We've got Jeff Trenner talking about this debt crisis. Is, is about to explode, and, and the Senate and the House refuse to deal with it. So we're going to get some experts today and talk about it. All right. Well, you're the biggest expert of all, Steve, to be honest. War Room, that is a great podcast. I had the honor of being on it two weeks ago. Steve's here every Monday morning. Another fabulous, excellent, terrific appearance. Steve Bannon, I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sid, and uh, honor to be on the show. Thank you, bud. Steve Bannon right here on Sid and Friends in the Morning. And that's going to wrap up our number three. He's so good. Steve Bannon is great.